because I'm doing it. It's like God, he shows up and show out every single time. Every single time. He is not, never forsake me. My kids are still living the same lifestyle that they were living when it was two parents. They're still able to have everything that they need and want. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked my I asked my kids, what do you want to eat for dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. I didn't have that privilege as a kid. Right. You get at that table, you eat that macaroni and cheese and hot dogs and keep it pushing. Right. That craft macaroni and cheese, not right. that homemade. Not Okay, so for me to be able to ask my children what do they want to eat and, and really have to be make able them to provide whatever that, you got to I'm doing it. Right. That's the biggest thing. I'm doing it. And sometimes it may not be easy. It may come hard or you just, I might complain about it. But the fact of the matter is I'm doing it because I could choose to not be their mother. Right. I could choose to be having some man sleeping up under me. I could choose to be out running the streets. I could choose to be like, y'all can go live with y'all daddy. Right. And do you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could I could easily do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Because right. I love him so much. Hey out there, mommy land. This is Mom Unfiltered. I am your host, Jacqueline. Today, we get to chat with my sister from another mister, Miss Tony Rochelle. This is actually going to be the replay of our first interview here on Mom Unfiltered. Tony was so very gracious to give you that first interview, and I love her to life. She has been on my heart, so I decided that I was just going to replay um, her podcast today and I'm just excited again as I was the first time I interviewed her. Tony is a model, an actress, an entrepreneur, a host of her own show on YouTube called Ascending. She co-hosts um, Twin Social's first Saturdays in the Bay Area. She is a full-time mom, has a full-time job, and does a lot of part-time work with her acting and modeling. And on top of all that, she is just the most phantasmagorical mother of her son Tatum and her daughter Talia. Um, I love them to pieces. So please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Now it's time for our program. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How are my babies? They're so good. Oh. So I have a six-year-old daughter. Her name is Talia. She's my mini-me, literally. And then I have a three-year-old son that he thinks he's my boyfriend. Yes, he is. He's going to be. Girl. Like, this, this is, you're his first love. I am his first love. Yeah, you're his, his first love. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that type of mother. I'm not going to do it. But um, they are my everything. They are my heart, my breath, my air, my why. Mm -hmm. my reason for everything mm -hmm. the reason that I'm still here on this planet seriously because of them because of them especially that little boy I had him at home in the tub I remember that no medicine 
I remember that. No epidural, no nothing. Beast mode, you guys. Okay. This is a beast mode, mama. <laughs> like, and then had the nerve to take pictures afterwards. Before probably was taking, after. probably was taking pictures during the whole thing. Yes, I was. But yeah. yes, I was. I have the nicest pictures you'll ever see. Yeah. So, yeah, they are my everything, everything. Wow. So you've been a mom for six years. Yeah. What was the first time when Talia was born? How, how did that change the trajectory of your life? You know, it's funny because it's like I've taken care of so many people in my life. And so motherhood kind of came natural to me. Mm -hmm. But it was still scary because it was my baby. You know, it was my baby. It wasn't a baby that I was going to give back to someone. Right. And I remember one time I went to sleep and I breastfed her. Just like as I've done my son too. But I breastfed her. And I remember falling asleep. And when I woke up, she wasn't there. And it scared the living crap out of me. I thought somebody stole my baby. Mm -hmm. Because when I went to sleep, she was right there under me. When I woke up, she wasn't there. So I'm looking for her, like, where's my baby at? And my husband had my daughter. And they were in her room. She had a nice, beautiful room. And then he was in the room rocking her or whatever. And I went off on him. And I was like, don't ever take my baby. And He was like, she was crying. And you were asleep. And he was like, you must have been really tired because you didn't hear her. Oh, wow. And it just, it freaked me out because I've been through so much trauma in my life, you know. And it's like that instant motherhood, you think something is, you're always worried about your kids. Mm -hmm. And that, at that moment, that like flipped the script, like somebody was going to take my baby. Right. But I was going through postpartum and stuff. That was, she was only probably like maybe barely two, three weeks old. Mm -hmm. But... I realized at that moment, like, I love that little girl. Mm -hmm. You know? Not that you put that. your like, life I'm down. I'm in love with her. I'm right. like, where is my baby? Like, life down right now. I was going off on her dad. <laughs> the person that helped make her. And like, I, who are you? <laughs> but I really realized, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is what love feel like. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm. I love my husband, mm -hmm. but I love, love my right. daughter. Like, I'm like, where is my daughter? Right, right. I never felt that before. Right. You are um, definitely a Christian woman. I yeah. know that about you. So, equate that love to how Jesus loves us, how God loves us. Oh, I know. It, it was kind of like that I, for you? I, yes. Yes, it was. Because I'm telling you, I was about to kill somebody. Right. I was about to kill him. For taking the baby. He, he helped make the baby. Did you hear me? Yes. He helped. He, he had a part in it, okay? He went half on that. his props. He had a part in it. And I'm like, why, why do you have my baby? Why did you take my Why didn't you wake me up and tell me? And this is three weeks in being a mom. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, you know, it just, it, it, it was crazy. So your hustle, how was your hustle? Because you were working. Your husband's working. During the time of pregnancy? Uh -huh. Or when I had yeah, I was, a uh, during the time, I had two incomes because I was working and my husband was working. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was blessed and able to be off for six months to work that system. Mm -hmm. I worked, I worked yes, that system as yes. long as I could. Because, you know, you don't want to leave your baby. You don't, you don't. And America doesn't give you enough time to actually bond with your baby. They tell mm -hmm. you, do the skin to skin. Do the breast milk. Yeah. Breastfeed the baby. But if you're not there when they're six months old, they get. But then you only got six weeks to be off of work. They get attached to the daycare provider. What kind? What kind of 
want to bond in is that. Right. And then the rest of your life, you hustling for your child. So when else are we going to bond like that? Right. So, honey, I milked the system. If y'all need help, I will let y'all know how to do it. Right. <laughs> okay? Because I do people's disabilities every day. Yeah. So milk that system. Be off as long as you can. Postpartum, hoo, 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 whatever you got to do to be off with that baby. Because you don't get that time back. And it just grows so fast. It goes, yes. It does. It does. So, um, Tatum is three. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, he not four yet. He's he three four going yet. on ten, honey. He grown. He's so cute. Oh, my goodness. He looked just like me and my baby. Yes. Our, both of our sons look like us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those were our babies. Yes. We cultivated them alone. <laughs> that is me and God's baby. <laughs> That's my baby. So, right. So, um, how how is it different being a mother of a girl and now being a mother of a son when you have an older daughter? That's a sister now. How, my how's daughter, that dynamic? My daughter was the perfect baby, okay? I could clean the whole house. I could make dinner. I could take a shower. I could do everything. And then I have to go touch her and make sure she's breathing. Because mm-hmm. she would be in her swing, or she would just be in, be right there looking at the TV. Or she, you know, she just was the perfect baby. She never cried. She never wants for nothing. unless You know, just the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. But she was the perfect baby. Now, that little boy. Oh, boy. I can't. I mean, from the time he was born, I couldn't leave the room without him crying. But I did have a home birth with him. Mm -hmm. We did stay in the room for two weeks, skin to skin. Mm -hmm. I didn't even go downstairs staying there. You know what I mean? So it was, I don't know if it had to do with the birth. or I don't know if it has to do with the gender. I don't know. But even to this day, like, I'm in this house, I'm cooking, I'm on the phone, he is clean, I can't use the bathroom, mm-hmm. I can't do nothing. Mommy, what you doing? Who you talking to? Where we going? Where you going? He notices everything. I take my earrings off, he, why you take your, my daughter, she be somewhere, and you would think we live in a mansion, because I have to find her and be like, what you doing? She be over there reading a book, drawing, designing some clothes for her doll, she just, you know, so it's like they are two different people completely, mm-hmm. two different people. And I don't, I can't sit here and say it's because one is a boy and one is a girl, but they are completely different. They're fun and I love it, mm-hmm. but they're, they're, they're very different. <laughs> He's very clingy. He's very needy. Just like a man. <laughs> okay. My daughter is very independent. She's very smart. She's very just like, I got this, mama. Like, you go in the kitchen and make her a bowl of cereal or whatever. You know, my son dragging me like, I need sausage and eggs. Right. <laughs> I, I can't believe she turned six. I'm just. I know. When did she turn six? I, October like, the 5th. I'm, I'm, why? I know. It, like, it doesn't register. It, Eliana was just six, and I'm trying to figure out when she turned eight. It goes so fast. It's too fast. So, having your children now, you are recently single, and now you're a single mom, and you're doing it. So, how's what? How's the dynamic now with the children? It's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I still love being a mom, but it's funny because I was just talking about this today, is that one of the things that I never, ever wanted was children. Mm-hmm. I never wanted children mm-hmm. because I had the horrible, I had a horrible childhood. I grew up in foster care. My mom, I wasn't raised by my mom. I never met my father. I knew so many people that have witnessed being a single mom, that product of being on welfare and being on Section 8 and living in the hood and just, you know, that product of being a single mom, you know. And shout outs to all the single moms because you can do it. Right. <laughs> but it is the hardest job in America. Very hard. Just being a mother, period. If you, Even if you're a single mom or just you have a partner or you have the most help in the world, being a mother is hard. Let alone being a single woman mm-hmm. in the Bay Area, a black single mother that who they think make too much money so I can't get no type of assistance. <laughs> None whatsoever. Okay. I, you know, um, and honestly, I don't know how to beat the system like that. I don't know how these girls do it, but. I don't either. I don't know how to lie. I, I'm not good at lying. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know how to, I don't know how to beat the system. Girl, do this, girl. What? I ain't gonna even remember by the time I get to the place anyway. Right. So, being a single mom now, it, it sucks. Because I never wanted this. The number one thing that I, and that's the reason that I didn't want kids. It's not because I hate kids or I just didn't want it. It's just because I never wanted to be a single mom. Right. And the one thing that I feared happened to me. Mm-hmm. Happened to me. And it's like, sorry, I'm saying so and it's like um, that that one thing the one thing that I didn't want was to be a single mom and now I'm in that place where I'm 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 a single mom and so like you know sometimes I get my breaks because they go to their dads like every other weekend mm-hmm. and then like now it's winter break so they you know they go to their dad's house for half a summer and winter break and stuff like that but even if even if they was home for one day and then four hours later, they going to get on my nerves. Right. But I love it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, if you had your partner there, you like, go go to your daddy go, for a second. Go with your daddy. Go, go and sit over there with it's the papa. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not. It's not the same, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not the same as, and especially because in the beginning, I wasn't a single mom. Mm-hmm. I had help. I had the father. I had the grandma. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had that that all those resources and now it's just like everything is on me. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just telling my I was just telling my sister today that like there's been moments where I just wanted to break down and cry. And sometimes it might be the smallest thing to like, why can't I find his other shoe? Right, right. And right now I gotta go to work. Right. You know, it could mm-hmm. be from that to my son is tired. I gotta carry him plus four bags of groceries. Up the stairs. You know, luckily we have an elevator, but I still got to carry the bag. And then the daughter, my daughter goes to sleep at the wrong time. Trying to wake up kids. Do you know what that is like, hunting? Yes. I I try to wake up my children. No, I don't even wake them up. I want them to wake up when they're finished sleeping. Waking them up in the morning, (laughs) trying to have a routine. And you're doing it by yourself. Mm. It's a job. It's a job. And then getting them in the car seats. And they're small people, so they have their own attitudes. They have their bad days. Yeah. They're small human beings. And that's what people don't get that. Like, as mothers, we're cultivating small human beings to be older human beings or adult human beings. 
And so they have their own attitudes that we have to deal with. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out and we and have get to it be, done. We have to be accountable as mothers as how our facial expressions look, mm-hmm. what type of language we use, mm-hmm. what type of people are around them, Tongue. what type of environment they're <laughs> the around, what of kind voice. of food they eat, yes. what they listening to on the TV. It's so many on things YouTube. that you got to be yes. responsible for. Yes. So you literally got to be an octopus with hella eyes. Yeah. When you're a single mother. Mm-hmm. You see, that's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. And I don't want to wish that for nobody to have to go through that. Right. The struggle is so The struggle, struggle is, is so, real. So real. <laughs> what, what is your greatest come to Jesus moment with your children? Just that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. That I haven't given up. Mm-hmm. You know, because... At one point, when me and my husband separated, I went through a very deep, deep, deep depression. I already suffered from depression just from my whole entire life, from growing up in foster care and just being abandoned and abused and things like that. So I know when the depression is coming. Mm -hmm. But this depression was different Mm -hmm. because this time it just wasn't Tony. Mm -hmm. It was Tony plus two. Mm -hmm. And... It was to the point where I was like, I'm gonna take me and my kids out. Wow. And I and it that feeling was not going away. Mm-hmm. Like I visualized how I was gonna do it, when I was gonna do it, how mm-hmm. I was gonna do it. Like mm-hmm. feeling like that, waking up, <laughs> wishing that that could happen. Yeah. That wasn't a good feeling. So my my come to Jesus moment is that I am doing it. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard it is, no matter what comes uh, comes against me, I am ascending. <laughs> Right. With being a mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? I am ascending knowing that knowing that I may not be able to have enough money to feed them or clothe them or take them back and forth to where they need to go because I don't have enough gas money or, you know, whatever it is. But I can tell you one thing, because I'm doing it, it's like God, he shows up and show out every single time. Every single time. He is not, never forsake me. My kids are still living the same lifestyle that they were living when it was two parents. They're still able to have everything that they need mm-hmm. and want. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I asked my I asked my kids, what do you want to eat for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. I didn't have that privilege as a kid. Right. You get at that table, you eat that macaroni and cheese and them hot dogs and keep it pushing. Right. That craft macaroni and cheese, not right. that homemade. Not the homemade. Okay, so... <laughs> For me to be able to ask my children what do they want to eat and, and really have to be make able them to provide eat whatever that, you got in the cupboard. I'm doing it. Right. That's the biggest thing. I'm doing it. And sometimes it may not be easy. It may come hard or it's just I might complain about it. But the fact of the matter is I'm doing it because I could choose to not be their mother. Right. I could choose to be having some man sleeping up under me. I could choose to be out running the streets. I could choose to be like, y'all can go live with y'all daddy. Right. And do you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could I could easily do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Right. Because I love them too much. Mm. That's love. That is some love. So let's backtrack. So before you were a mom, mm-hmm. you said you were raised in foster care. And you never wanted to be a mother. Um, and you found out. No, let's let's back up a little bit. Why did you get married? <laughs> so 
So you knew. Ugh, why did that, I get married? That, well. For real. Why did you get married? And you know that family comes with marriage. Did you did you think you were going to have kids when you got married? Or you thought you and your husband were going to have this wonderful single life? No, I knew. Well, the thing is, I felt that I was getting married. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. I was the first one in my family to actually do it the right way. Right. Getting married and having children. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So by that time, I'd ex- I accepted, like, oh, of course I want some mini-me's. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I, I got a husband. Right. And I got his family, his their support. They didn't have any children in their family, so... It was like, that's going to be a first grandkids, you mm-hmm. know, it's going to be good. Like, right. I got the support of my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. They got a great-grandmother and grandfather, you mm-hmm. know. So, I had this picture-perfect uh, ideal of how marriage was going to be and how my family dynamic. And then I was excited mm-hmm. to be able to make my own traditions mm-hmm. as being a mother and being a wife. Mm-hmm. And I did succeed with some of those things. But it just, unfortunately... Things just didn't work out, like you know, what happened? It it just didn't work out like I like I had planned or hoped that it would, you know. Um, when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, I was mad <laughs> because I was on my way to L.A. I mm-hmm. was getting, I, we were getting ready to move to L.A. My husband, he's a musician, and my best friend, she was an actor too, and she was actually living with us at the time. And so we were all three. We was about to go be rock stars and and move to L.A. Okay. And so when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, that was really a shock. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pregnant. But I was excited, too. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, my son, he was planned. Mm -hmm. We planned him. We had him on purpose. He He was definitely planned to come into this world. But, um... And my, my, my husband, he didn't want to have one kid because he's the only child. Right. And so he just, he knew how being the only child felt. And he was like, I don't want Talia to be by herself. And I really want a son. And, and God gave him exactly what he wanted. He gave him a son. Now, mm-hmm. me, on the other hand, I got four brothers. I got foster brothers, foster sisters. I have tons of sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. So I know I didn't want my daughter to be alone either. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, no offense or nothing, but I didn't want to have more than one baby daddy. Or, I didn't even look at it like that because I had a husband. Right. You know, so, um, you know, perfect. That's the perfect family. No offense taken. Little I call boy, myself a sugar Avery. I, you know, I, no offense to no one. No one. That's just what I do. I didn't want to be dealing with yeah. two knuckleheads. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody wants to. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants, wants to. to. No, yeah. of course not. But I'm just. <laughs> She's like, I can really deal with the first knucklehead. I can't imagine dealing with another personality. Right. Because I don't look good in orange, honey. <laughs> and I'm already trying to keep myself from not looking good in orange. Because sometimes I want to murder this man with the things that he say and do to me. You can't take it. You can't take it personally. Yeah, I don't. You can't. And that's because it's hurt. You know, yeah. hurt people hurt people. So he's coming from a place of hurt because he's probably thinking the same thing you're thinking. Mm-hmm. This is not the way I wanted it to work out. This is not the way I wanted it to be. This is not how I visualized it. So, yeah, you know. That's real. Yeah. And I believe that, too. I do believe that. But, yeah. God always, has some, God always has something in the works. Let's talk about um, your career. 
and mommy. Because Talia's been modeling too. Talia is a born star. I know people say that about their kids, but we've seen it in her when she was like six months old. Mm-hmm. I mean, her dad is a singer, and he 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 acted since he was like our boy's age, since mm-hmm. he was like three. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom sings, and it's in my family. Other people sing too. Other people sing in his family. Her mom is an actor, model, and she so she just. It's just in her blood. She gravitates towards yeah, it. Yeah, huh? it's just, it, it, I mean, I don't know what this little girl going to be. I don't know if she's going to be a singer, a dancer, an actor. Or all or, three. She could be a triple threat. She might be the president Shirley of Temple. the United States. <laughs> I don't know. This girl, is. she's just, I just love my daughter. I wish I was her. <laughs> no, I really wish I was her because she just has the best life. She has the best life. Yes. You gave it to her. I know, and I just, I want to be her. <laughs> but, um... Struggling, like having a career, and sometimes I, you know, I'm doing it. Everything I'm doing is for them. Of right. course, I'm doing it for me too, because it is. It's definitely my dream. Cause that's what you want. That's in your heart and your spirit. You've always, ever since I've known you, this is what you wanted to do. And when you popped off and was in that commercial, I was like, <laughs> Oh Lord, she started it. Oh my goodness! Now that is interesting because at that when mm-hmm. I got that commercial, I was in a depression because really? that's when this that's when all this roller coaster stuff started with this separation and divorce stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting because I was talking to God and I was angry at God because I was like, why am I in this situation? Why did I ever even get married? Why did I ever even have kids for me to get divorced? Right. You know what I mean. And I was like, what the heck am I supposed to do with my life now? Mm-hmm. So I'm supposed to just be sitting here being a single mom, being depressed, struggling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what what in the heck do you expect for me to do at this point in my life? Mm-hmm. He was like, you need to do your dream. Don't talk back to me, God. I didn't even want to hear him <laughs> talking to me because I couldn't even understand how he thought that he was going to say that to me and I was supposed to be obedient to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, because how am I going to work like, my dream? I have kids to raise. How going to look cute being a mother? Mm-hmm. And trying to hustle for this for this dream for this goal, and I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling right now. This don't make no type of sense to me at all, God. I don't understand. I said, okay, you bad, you bad, because that's how I talk to the Lord sometimes. Not disrespectful, but I just don't be understanding His method sometimes. So I'm asking Him. I said, okay, if you you expecting for me to believe you, you gonna have to show up for me. I'm gonna need you to open that door. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to open that door, mm-hmm. and it's funny because the 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 way I got the commercial, I got the commercial from this casting um, website. Mm-hmm. Now this casting website, I've been on it for like years. Mm-hmm. I've never got a national anything from this from from this website. Uh-huh. The cool thing about it, sister, is that when I got the audition, I knew instantly I had it. Wow. Like I walked in, like before I even walked into the door, I knew I, I knew I got it. Right I walked in the door. I, the feeling still came. You got it. Mm-hmm. I did the audition. I was like, oh, I got it. They're calling me. Like, I, I never felt like that before. Like, I was very confident that I got it. Very clear. Then, when they called me to the set, they was like, oh, well, you didn't get, like, the main role, so we're going to give you this part. I ended up having three speaking roles in the commercial. I saw that. You know, it just, <laughs> it just, it just was crazy to me. And I was like, oh, you really trying to show out, though, Lord. You know, he has a sense of humor. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess I still do got it. 
Because, uh-huh. you know, I was feeling like I didn't have it. I felt like, I can't do this now. I got to figure out how I'm going to be this single mom, how to get three jobs and do all this stuff. And, you know, that commercial gave me confidence. It gave me confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I got that commercial, um, matter of fact, it's funny because I did that commercial uh, <laughs> the day of my birthday, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's been almost a year. And after I did that commercial, everything else just started, bam, bam. I, my confidence just went up, and I just started doing all kind of gigs and all kind mm-hmm. of photo shoots and all kind of acting, and just everything just started popping. So your main gig, Twin Social, uh, first Saturdays in Oakland. Mm-hmm. How'd you land that one? So I used to have a TV show called Off the Hook TV. Mm-hmm. I had that show for all like eight years or so, and it was on a network called RTV. Mm-hmm. Um, a TV station, and so um, Twin Social. One of the girls that's over Twin Social, the daughter, she's the daughter of the of, of the owner that owned the the TV station RTV. Okay. And so I kept seeing Twin Social, Twin Social on social net on the uh, uh, IG mm-hmm. Instagram, and I was like, what is this? And I knew, and I seen RTV affiliated, and I was like, oh, what are they doing? So I reached out to them, and I was like, what are you guys doing? And you know, do y'all need anyone to do interviews? Mm-hmm. And so she was like, yeah, well, yeah, that would be great. Come out and do interviews. And and one of the events, the host, which was, the he's still the, he's still the other host. He's Your co-host. My co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the host of uh, the first Saturday Twin Social. And for um, he had, he wasn't going to be there one Saturday. And so they was like, oh, do you think that you can actually um, host the show since he's not going to be there? And I was like, well, I I was gonna be doing interviews, and it's like, yeah, but we know you can do it. Like you got the background, and I was like, well, I've never actually hosted a live show. I've always had TV shows, and I've interviewed tons of people, but I didn't think I could do it. Plus, my confidence is still trying to come. You know, mm-hmm. girl, I got that mic, <laughs> and the rest was history. So I did that show, and everybody seemed to really love me. And then after they was like. Could you like be the co-host with him? Because I really love your energy, and y'all would be really great together. And it's just, it's been inseparable ever since, and I love it. So your latest project in San Francisco, your play, <sighs> yes, coming up, yes. How's that going? I just love it. How you know all my business? Okay? <laughs> I'm supposed to. I'm your sister. I love it. You know, I I'm love your it. sister knows. I love it. You didn't got me all baffled over Girl, here. I stay on your look. I stay on your look. What is Tony doing? Is <laughs> that Tony? is amazing. Look, I may be two hours away, but I'm always that, watching that, you. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So yes, I am most most excited about this project. Um, it is called You Better Ask Somebody. Okay. Okay. And it is about HIV awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually got one of the leading roles. Okay. Um, I'll be playing a girl named Kendra. And I don't want to give it all away because y'all going to have to come see the play because it's just going to be so good. Come see the play. If you are in the Greater Bay Area, San Francisco area, please come and see the play. When is it before you go on? Um, it's going to be two days. It's going to be February 8th and February 9th, 2019. And the show starts at 8 o'clock. Okay, let me tell y'all, just in case a, color, a couple of color people listening, the show starts at 7.15, okay? That way you'll be there at 8, because you don't want to miss nothing. You don't want to miss it. You want to miss it. This is a production. You know, it's 2019. I think African-American people are getting it 
together. Yeah, we getting it together. We getting to places on time because we tired of comedians on us when we get I'm there just late. Saying, it starts at seven fifteen, okay? But now nah, the show starts at eight p.m. and it's at the African American Culture Complex, which is off of Fulton Street in San Francisco. The exact address is seven six two. Fulton Street, San Francisco, California. And if you can't remember that, you can just go to my um, Instagram page, Pretty Tony, the number seven, or Tony Rochelle, the number seven, and those same names are the same as Facebook. And then I have the flyers on there. But this is going to be, this is a deep row. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a deep row. It's about HIV awareness. And this story that's being told is something that's really realistic. And I bet that we all have someone in our circle and our family that has gone through this, but we may not even know it. Right. But it's something that we don't talk about no more because we talking about too many other things. Right. Eyelashes and HIV, yeah, HIV has been kind of swept under the rug because it it's been controlled. Uh-huh. But um, it's still, it's still running real. rampant in our community. It so. is. It is. Yeah. And so I'm very excited about this role. I'm able to go into a deep, a deep level, a deep level of space of acting and, um, you know, just uh, being Kendra. And so I would love for you guys to come out and check it out and tell as many people as you can because it's, it's really going to be a lit production. How do your babies feel about you being on the stage? You know, I take my babies with me. I know you do. They go with me to rehearsal. They go with me to the set. They they, they be right there. And um, they be trying to do their thing too. They My my daughter, she, she knows my lines because I'm walking around the house saying my lines mm-hmm. and stuff and so she starts, uh, she starts knowing my lines, and she's like, "Mommy, you're supposed to say this." Oh, and, I heard that. You know, these kids are sponges. Uh-huh. You know, so they, you know, they, they, be, and then it's funny because like my my YouTube show, um, the song, the theme song to my YouTube show, it's about me. So my son, he's always singing it, ascending, like he's always singing the song. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're they're proud of me. And I remember one day, um, my daughter, she was watching the YouTube channel. She was like, you didn't say nothing about me and Tatum on your show. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh excuse uh, me? so you needed a shout out. Okay, oh. that's what you're trying to tell me. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll but make sure you, But I'll you know that. what? We went to go see Cinderella, right, mm-hmm. um, in San Francisco the other night. And um, I had my flyers, and my baby was passing her. My mommy going to be in this show. She was giving out the flyers to this show, to, to the, you better ask somebody. She was giving out, and it was just so cute. So I think they really love what their mom is doing and everything. And like I said, my daughter, she wants to do the same thing. So That's amazing. Yeah. I love it when the children get involved and just want to see you. You know, they're they're going to be your biggest supporters. They, they, yeah. they want to see you win. Yeah. Mommy's going to win. Mommy's going to win because they see the hard work. I remember growing up, I saw the hard work my mom did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a blessing to see them winning. So, all right. Here's a hard question. Uh-uh. So, what do you think your life would be like if you not, if you didn't receive the gift of motherhood? Um... <clears throat> I honestly think we wouldn't be sitting right here on my couch having a conversation, that's for sure. Like, I probably wouldn't even know you. <laughs> you, you probably wouldn't even know me, mm-hmm. seriously. Because I would be traveling traveling the world right now. I would definitely be somewhere up in somewhere, where somewhere, somewhere, somebody. I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I really want to see the world and um, 
venture out. So I know for sure I wouldn't have been in Oakland. Right. Like I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. I would be somewhere. Um you but I can't even imagine it. Right. I, can't, I, right. I mean, you asked me that question. I know. It's I, so ugly, I, huh? I say that to say that, but I can't even sit here and filter that and, and, and answer that question truthfully. I'm Because honestly, I could see me and my kids traveling the world together. So it's right. just like, me not have, being a mom, like, you know, I, can, I don't know. Like, who does that? Who, who mm-hmm. thinks about that? Yeah. Them, them kids get on my nerves. Let's 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 put that out there right now. <laughs> them kids get on my nerves, but I love them. They get right. on my nerves. Mm-hmm. They're my nerves type of love. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I still can't. I can't. I can't grasp it. And usually, when you when you do become a mother, and you try to think about how your life would be if you weren't, it, it there's nothing there. It's not. Do you hear how quiet this house is right now? (laughs) This house is way too quiet right now. Now, I got a big mouth and I talk a lot already. But this house is way too quiet. This is not normal. This is not right. Somebody need to go get them kids and let them talk and make noise and have toys where I'm about to fall and break my neck. So how do you feel when you you don't, I know, like, you you ain't never home when they not home, huh? I'm not because I'm, I'm always on the go. I'm constantly on the go, but I'm constantly thinking about my kids, though, too. Mm-hmm. I worry for them. Even though I know where they're at and I know they're in a safe spot, I still worry. Right. You know, I'm always worrying. I'm always thinking about the next thing I got to do for them or mm-hmm. that I want to do for them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always on the top of my brain, no mm-hmm. matter what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect because today I was actually having, like, kind of a bad day. I woke up having a bad day. And my daughter called me. She's like, I was crying for you last night, Mommy. Aww. And it just made me feel so good. I, didn't, I hate that she was crying for me, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of like the perfect timing for her to call me. And just to hear her little voice, mm-hmm. it just it gave me a burst of energy. Right. You know? I don't know where else I can get that from. Right. Chocolate don't make me do that. <laughs> Soda don't make me do that. Fried mm-hmm. chicken don't even make Girl, me do that. Chicken. And I oh, love yes. these three things that right, I just said. Right, okay? right. But that voice right there, right, is everything. It's love. I mean, she wasn't even here to hug me or kiss me. That is just hearing her voice, mm-hmm. her saying "mommy." Mm-hmm. That's the best word in the world to me, "mommy." Right. Even though sometimes it's like, if you say hey, my mommy. name one more time, <laughs> silence well, for five playing. minutes. You playing? I'm about Do to not say. call my name for five minutes. But I love to hear it. Mommy. Yes. Yes. Girl, I, I done told my kids, my name is Mamulele. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be mad if they say it right back to you. <laughs> right. They have never said it right back. So I said, that's my name for about 10 minutes. I'm just going to need that name. And mm-hmm. then if you can say it, then I will answer you. But right now, give mommy 10 minutes. Because <laughs> you can't Did say Did you see that, that commercial of the, uh, of the mom that went into the pantry to eat her Twizzler? She was like, I just need two minutes to eat my Twizzlers. Oh. Matter of fact, they was red vine. She was like, I just need to eat my red vine. <laughs> like two she minutes. Went, she went in there. She went she in went the pantry. pantry she locked the, the door. Kid. <laughs> kid was begging. She's like, mm, I'm just enjoying my Twizzlers. That's all I need. I just need two minutes to eat my Twizzlers. Mm. Girl, there's a show <laughs> on Disney Channel, um, Stuck in the Middle. The mom got seven. Yeah, seven children. Mm. And she's always hiding in the pantry drinking her coffee. <laughs> Like, or hiding underneath the the counters or something. She's always somewhere hiding, 
just to get like five minutes. Sometimes you just need that five minutes. I don't even know how to lock my bedroom door anymore. They have figured out a solution of how to get through the bedroom door. I have a lock on it, but they still know how to open it. I'm not understanding this. Wait, open it and get in the bed. In, in my bed. bed, and they have a whole room of their own that they do not sleep in. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to know from the mothers out there. I need to know, how do you kick these kids out of your bed? Because these <laughs> doctors tell you to breastfeed and do this skin to skin, and then they stuck with you for the rest of your life. Right. Get out of my I bed. Can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I my son still, my son, my son sleeps in between my husband and I. He wants to feel daddy on one side and mommy on the other side. And he's got this thing where he needs to fall asleep and touch the face. I know about that. My daughter has yeah. this thing with her feet where she wants to put her cold feet on me. And I <laughs> she has to because she can't go to sleep unless them cold feet are rubbing up against me. We have a cow thing, though. <laughs> they take up the whole entire bed. Mm-hmm. I have an elbow in my nose. <laughs> feet in my thigh. Right, right, right. And then there's two of them. And I... I mean, I get up in the middle of the night and I scoot them over in some kind of way. They go right back up under you. Right back right there. Right back up under you like, oh my goodness. Like, I'm just going to have to learn how to sleep like this. You don't have a choice. Yeah, no choice at all. But, girl, wake up with a baby on your head. (laughs) Like, literally. Hello? My daughter be like, I want to sleep on you. Girl, you're almost the same height as me, though. (laughs) She is not that tall. She is half of my body. That girl got some long legs, honey. Oh, she's all legs. She I has, know I saw her some, in her little pajamas. She has some long oh, so why wasn't I invited to the pajama jam? Oh Lord, I like got, I, I got was so looking many, for my invitation. I got I was so like, many bad reviews on that. I'm like, it's 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 around Halloween. TT should be having a birthday, and then Facebook. I get. I'm like, oh, okay, Auntie wasn't it. I understand I live far away, but I could Look, she turned six. I told her she can invite six girls. Because, you know, she normally have big parties. Right. So I said, look, mommy ain't got it like that this year. We're going to the hotel where I ain't got to clean up. Because, you know, I got to clean up. Right. So we're going to the hotel, and you, you're you turning six, so you get to invite six girls. I'm sorry she didn't pick you on. I know she didn't. She wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even on her radar. Mm-mm. Sorry. Because I'm grown. I'm grown. <laughs> Right. And Eliana was too old for a six year old birthday. I don't know, Eliana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one. That one. Okay. Her own brother wasn't even invited. You see, he wasn't in none well, of the pictures. He it, was, it was she a was girl's like, party. He cannot come to my birthday party. It was a girl's party. Like, he cannot come to my birthday Y'all party. Y'all had matching pajamas? He was furious. So where do you get your matching outfits, Latifi? <laughs> Everybody asks me that. I need to know because I'm like, I know she ain't on the sewing machine. She's too oh, busy no. to be on the sewing machine sewing outfits. Now, for for y'all out in, in the world, <laughs> Tony manages to coordinate with her daughter outfits like the exact same one. And I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I know I could get my older daughter and my younger daughters to dress alike, but how does mommy and daughter dress alike? All right. I told you Tell I wanted, us your I secret. I told you I wanted to be her. <laughs> I want to be my daughter. Like, seriously. But, you know, I was blessed with this nice figure after having these two kids. So what you do is you go to that good old Target, mm-hmm. that good old Walmart and mm-hmm. stuff, and uh, they got something that's called 
16. Size 16. 16, shut in the, up. In the junior section. Girl, you know I can't fit a size 16. I'm just, well, you wanted to know the answer to the question. <laughs> do you really do that? Oh, I'm Jesus. Sure I, do, I love it. Yes, I do. Oh my gosh. She get the extra small and I get the, the extra, extra large. large. Oh my gosh. That's how you do that. That's okay. how I do that. That's how I do okay, that. Okay, because I thought she had a website that, that sold mommy and daughter outfits. I'm on the budget over here. And honey. you go to Target and get the size 16 outfit. Like well, all the all the kids stores, the Target, the Walmart, the Children's Place. Children's Place oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I go straight to, okay. oh, this is. Do you yes. try it on first sometimes, to make sure it can fit? Sometimes, okay. but most of the time, if it's it works. stretchy, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> you. Oh my goodness! Yes. I said I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to do this, but while I can, I'm gonna do it. You know, and and <laughs> I am I am so mad because you used to be my workout partner. I know. And like, I know, I know, I know. You kept me on point, and now I'm struggling. <laughs> but, but I'm the fitness. I'm the fitness queen, and I'm struggling right now. I give that to you. That's you slow, got this. That's slow I was life. Proud of you when I seen that though. That's slow life makes you want to eat some food. I know. I know. You know, we got potlucks. I know. Like every five minutes. I know. And women's that's... events, and they bring in food. And... Yeah, that's the that's the devil. <laughs> the devil you is a lie. day. Right. <laughs> well, the last women's event I went to was uh, when, uh, Thursday night, and they had you know, carrots and stuff. I was like, oh, y'all going healthy? Hey, thank you, Lord, because I can't be snacking on um, Dunkin' Donuts at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, because I love cute. chips. I have to eat chips every day. Well, chips is not going to kill you. That's my favorite snack in the whole entire world. Chips are not going to kill you. It's the, yeah, but they salty. It's the cookies Yeah. and the cake that'll do you in. But, yeah, stay off that salt. <laughs> I can feel that salt ends in my toes be swollen. The babies don't need you with the pressure. The babies don't need you with the pressure. All right. What is... Oh, I already asked that, huh? Did I ask that? No. What is the greatest gift you want to give mothers that are going through what you've been through? That you're not alone. Okay. That it may seem like... It may seem very hard. It may seem very challenging. It may seem like you are alone and nobody understands. But the gift is, is that no matter how you do it, mm-hmm. you doing it. Right. And praise yourself for that. And, you know, recognize that you're you're doing something really valuable for yourself and for your children. And it's no wrong or way to be. I say, th- I say this to a certain extent. There's no wrong or right way to be a mother mm-hmm. as long as you're being a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, um. All I can say is, like, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what, you know, shoot, if the electricity get cut off, it's going to be you and your babies underneath that blanket together, mm-hmm. you know? And just try to reach out reach out for help because that's one of the things that we don't like to do is, you know, reach out for help and tell mm-hmm. people that we're struggling or, mm-hmm. you know, we feeling in that dark space of like I was, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just grateful that I was able to come out of that and really recognize that there was other women that have I had to I had to really like say Tony like girl get up off your butt and realize that there's other women that have done this you know you know people personally personally that have done this with more than two children mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and so I've known mothers that don't that haven't had a job in two years 
and they doing it. I know mothers that have dealing that have sick children. My mm-hmm. kids are healthy, thank you, Lord, thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I know people that have sick children and have multiple children, and they still doing it. Mm-hmm. So this little pity party, have your little pity party, but get up and mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. You know, my aunt always said, uh, even Jesus rose on the third day. So you got three days. Yeah, three and days. take your little plan your sick days, okay, mm-hmm. honey. Mm-hmm. Playing your sick days. I had to go. I was working full time at my job. I was working five days a week, eight thirty to five. I took a position where I worked four days a week now. Wow. And I still work eight thirty to five, but on Fridays I'm off of work. And I needed that. I took that. It was a pay cut and I had to do that. But you have you gotta do things mm-hmm. that's right for your stability, for your health. Because if you're not healthy, if you're not if you don't have it together, you can't even be the mother your kids you cannot not at all you know um i drive uber that's my supplement job i drive uber sometimes till two three in the morning really? sometimes i don't sleep I, I, I wouldn't advise that but i'm out here hustling for a dream right now mm-hmm. you know and unfortunately i stay in oakland california where my rent is 2200 a month oh jesus let me tell you something i'm late on my rent every month oh boy every month i'm late on my rent today's the fifth i ain't even paid my rent yet but it'll get paid. But it gets paid, mm-hmm. and God makes the way each and every time. And guess what, honey? I don't stress about it either. Mm-hmm. I don't stress because I cannot keep stressing about things that's out of my control. Right. And that's one of the things I want to tell the mothers, too. Keep doing what you got to do for your kids, doing what you got to do for your family, but don't stress about it and keep God first. Mm-hmm. You get down on your knees and you tell God, you talk to Jesus, you talk to our Father just like you need to talk to him. And one of the things that I have that I have found that works for me is like when you really really struggling with things, because it ain't easy. No. It's not easy, and it's absolutely a day to day thing. A- absolutely. Sometimes you have. Sometimes, sometimes it's second not, to second. It, oh, honey, I've been there. <laughs> second, second to, to second. Se- Lord, please let me just get past this next twenty seconds. Lord, right. please, please. Lord. But you know what you could do? You write a letter to God. And you put all that stuff in that letter that you need him to touch, heal, take away, grant you, whatever. Write that letter, fold that letter up, and you put that letter in your Bible, mm-hmm. or you put that letter in your journal, or under your pillow, somewhere that's sacred to your heart, and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And watch all that stuff come to life. Mm. It ain't going to happen magically when you when you snap your finger, but it's going to happen. Right. This is one. Of, this is another thing I'm gonna bring up. I was a big fan of Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm still grieving over her. I feel like I personally knew her. Like I always used to wish that she was my mother, mm-hmm. okay. So when I found out the type of lifestyle she was living, it's the same lifestyle that my mother was living, mm-hmm. my real biological mother. Mm-hmm. But my mother's not a famous superstar, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I found out about Whitney. I was devastated mm-hmm. because I'm wishing for her to be my mother, mm-hmm. you know, and she's going through the same exact thing as my biological mother. Mm-hmm. Then when it happened with her daughter, I was really heartbroken because I was like, oh, not her, but then her daughter too. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a mother mm-hmm. and she chose to be a mother the way that she chose to be a mother, mm-hmm. you know, and she was doing it, but she didn't have that support around her 
to let her know that she was worthy. We, you, I mean, I'm telling you, I worship her. I'm, I'm just one person in this whole world. I worship Whitney Houston because I loved her so much, mm-hmm. you know. And I wish that I could have been someone to tell her like, "You're important. You're doing a good job." Even though she was had all the money and fame in the world, she needed to hear that from right, somebody that right. was genuine. Mm-hmm. And I want that's what I want to tell the mothers out here. If you get your butt up every day and you go to work, if you get up and you brush your hair, you brush your teeth, no matter what, you instead of you buying those new shoes for you, you buying them shoes for your son, are you doing you putting your babies first? You making sure your kids' education is where it's supposed to be, and you read to them, you mm-hmm. tuck them in, you kiss, you tell them that you love them, mm-hmm. okay? You're doing it. And you can keep doing it. And no matter what you're doing, you're doing it. You're there. Okay? So I just have to give shots outs to all mothers. Single mothers, black mothers, brown mothers, white mothers, all mothers. Mothers, mothers, mothers. We are the ish. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because you're doing it. In some in some factor or way. And even to, even to the single fathers too. Mm-hmm. They're mothers too. Even to the aunties. That's taking care of the other kids, their mothers too, and the grandmamas. In the grand, oh, especially the grandmothers. You doing it? Yeah. And that's all I can. That's what I have to say to mothers. And that's all these children could handle. I mean, that's all they could have is that somebody is doing something out there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's being selfish, but being selfless. Selfless. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You like? I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it for my kids. Mm-hmm. So. It was so good to talk to you. <laughs> you are phenomenal, phenomenal. We are phenomenal. We are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love you so I love much. You too. I love you too. Yes. I can't wait to see you on stage. I didn't come to. I didn't get to come to your first play. That's okay. It's gonna be a girl. Whole lot of opportunities. Yes. It's gonna be a whole lot of opportunities. Yes. And don't forget when you get all famous and don't hot. Don't start all that stuff. Yeah. No. You got. Stuff. You know. You got to throw that out there. You know, yeah. <laughs> When you get famous, listen, don't forget say, those little say people. this on the air so everybody can hear you. Have I changed since day one? No, you have not. Have I been the same? You've been the same. Have I been Tony. the same? Pregnant, fat, wobbling, not wobbling. <laughs> well, you ain't pregnant uh, and fat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying have I, the personality? The, no, the, the personality has not okay, changed. Okay, that's all I need to hear from you, baby, baby. That's all I need. It ain't changed. You still crazy, Tony. Exactly. Fun, fun, fun. It's always a fun time when you get with Tony. It's always a good time. So, everybody, thank you for listening today. Go check Tony out. Like she said, you can find her on Instagram at Pretty Tony, the number seven, or Tony Rochelle, the number seven. If you want to send her some love, you can send her some love to momunfiltered at gmail.com. Do you want them to have your um, email address? Yeah. Um, if you want to hit me up, just hit me up on uh, my email is Tony Rochelle, you know, and that's U-K-N-O-W at yahoo.com. Yeah. Um, if you want to hire her. Yes. If you yes, want her yes. to model for you. <laughs> If you need her for anything, and if Tyler Perry is listening, hey, give my give my sister a shot, yes, bro. It's, ha- it's gonna happen. It's hey, gonna you happen. already claimed it in the name of Jesus. We already Jesus. claimed it. All right, so 
I will check you guys out. Listen to us um, on every platform. And I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into our program. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I can't wait to see you all next week on Mom Unfiltered.